we're back again, looking back at the episode, um, which I'd completely forgotten about, aptly called The Forgotten. Um, yes, it's I Am The Knight, talking about Batman, the animated series. Here with me is Adam. Hello. Hello again. Pleasure to be back with um, an episode I would say would be one of the ones forgotten about by many fans, but one I don't think that deserves that treatment. It's just a very unique story that I'm pleasantly surprised to see in this show. I think I remember the bad guy. I think I remember the spherical villain. <laughs> spherical villain. <laughs> no, I think, I think he reminds me a lot of the character I've recently created in some of my ongoing games. But um, no, the, seeing this story, this episode of Batman, is something very special that I wasn't expecting out of this show and was pleasantly surprised. And what, we, what did you take from this show, this episode? I absolutely loved that one. Um, from... Just the thing of, people always say if Bruce Wayne really wanted to help society, he wouldn't go around town fighting crime just as a bat, he'd share his wealth. And, well, this is a big um, slap around the face of those people, because here he is, working in a soup kitchen, feeding the homeless, and when the, the guy who runs it says that people are vanishing and no one cares, just that look on his face... Uh, the, the the sternness that appears in, in his in his eyes and he cares he really cares and um, the whole ongoing thing of finding these people who are missing by getting into his disguise kit and going undercover it's just brilliant it's another side of the detective Batman that again we truly don't see in live action media mm. we really don't. It's the whole persona of, as part of his extensive, unclear training, he was trained as a disguise artist and as a ventriloquist and as a uh, close-up illusionist. So he would know how to be able to change his clothes, put on a little bit of makeup here and there so that he would look like a completely different person. He was able to do that, get in around the docks and investigate properly in a way that would get the kind of information a big bat suit wouldn't get. Yeah, absolutely. And it shows his versatility as a crime fighter. And like you say, stuff like that's a staple of the comics. Um, throughout my life, I started, obviously, in the 70s, reading Batman comics. My collection does go back into the 60s and beforehand. And even with his uh, famous alter egos like Matches Malone, he does sometimes step out of the big bat suit because that big bat suit works for certain aspects of his work but not for all of them it's uh the bat suit is de definitely intimidating it's definitely there to end a case it's definitely there to confront supervillains and other people of that marvelous dc world it's special but for like a grassroots investigation trying to get to the bottom of a mystery with very little to go on this is the perfect thing he could have chosen to look like and he, he used it very well in this story Right up until he gets himself captured, I would say. But just before that, do you not think... I mean, we both said it while watching the show. The way he took down those two goons at the docks, in disguise, with his hands in, in his, his pockets. pockets... I really wanted to point that out as well. Um, it was like vintage Batman, but not Batman. It was literally homeless Bruce Wayne... Maybe being a little bit overconfident because he took out the two guys and then didn't assume that there was another one waiting to strike him from See, behind. See, now, I'd have thought that he may have let... assumed that this was 
what was going on with the disappearances. Maybe they were abductions. And let himself be taken, and, but wasn't mm. carrying on the memory loss. Good call. Good call. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I did not see it that way. Thank you, son. You've actually think, yeah. Well, we saw it last week. Mm. He got caught on purpose. Exactly. Um, but yeah, the the blow to the back of the head put a slight yeah spin on it and, and right cool yeah another thing i remember from a single issue i think it was somewhere in the mid-70s run something uh i can't remember where specifically but there was a time when yes folks i've inflicted all those old comics on my son you're welcome if he hadn't i don't think i'd be here <laughs> he was out on the town with someone maybe a young lady and he was beset by some marauders some people were trying to like Rob Henry caused him a bit of trouble and he was there able to fight them off but in one of the uh, yellow box captions for his thoughts he was just like oh I'd better take a hit here otherwise I might as well be wearing the cape he knows yes. when to temper himself yes. he knows when to temper himself and he knows when to make sure that oh I'm not being Batman I am just being the civilian I need to make sure that I know how to handle myself but not like be the pinnacle of like combat fighting that Batman is so this was probably another aspect of that because he was letting himself get captured so that he could go on and find wherever these people were taking him and didn't cool, want to cool. seem like another guy off the street but was suddenly uh, somehow a master of being able to faint and dodge and you let the surroundings fight the guys more than the guys were fighting him. Yeah, good call. I, I stand corrected and gladly so because that actually is much better interpretation of it. He wasn't being cocky. He wanted to get caught but... That blow to the back of the head um, didn't help. But uh, once there, once um, in the camp with the rest of the captured homeless and unemployed, uh, you could see that even they couldn't quite remember who he was, that muscle memory was there, that fighting skill, that need to step in and help. And that, to me, is one of the most intrinsic parts of Batman. Like I say, the live-action media... Yeah, they've only got a two-hour story to tell, but if you can tell a story like that in 20 minutes, or a story like last week's one with the, the children in 20 minutes, surely you can build a, a whole opera of a story in a two-hour movie. Why has no one brought out this detective, master of disguise, um, Batman in, in live-action properly yet? It's honestly a little disappointing, but I think that's what makes this show so strong. We yeah. get that version of Batman as the consistent version of Batman, not the symbol of fear or the crime fighter. We get the detective, we get the planner, we get the strategist. And even when he's not in his full self, he still has the moral comp compass to want to do the right thing. To want to go out and protect everyone because they're the ones who deserve the protection. Yeah, he's, he's like you said, the detective and the protector. Mm. Like we saw last week, he's not just there to kick butt and take no names. He's there to help the little guy. And all the way to the end of this episode, with, with those homeless people, he doesn't look down on anybody, even though he's a rich man, he's a powerful man, he's the world's greatest detective, he's a master martial artist. He still sees everyone is equal and that's something that another aspect of Batman that I, I just love about the character yeah and you can see all angles and interpretations because everything is still valid from the 
decades of canon we have for Batman, you can interpret it in so many different ways. And this angle, the slightly lighter but still sincere protector version of Batman is the version we see can so strong from the beginning of the show. And that's the one I think that needs to be highlighted more. Yeah, lots of really cool but not preachy psychology in this series. The last episode of this one in particular. But we also see, as he's starting to remember himself and who he is, the first inkling, the first glimpse at why he does it. And that, that, that dream nightmare sequence with family and his mum and dad playing with him, his dad tossing him into the air and then it all come crashing down and the floating Wayne headstone and then the screeching bats. And um, it's brilliantly done because to those who don't know the story, that's still, oh, what's this? What what is this story? It's a little dark window into the past because we do see Batman as a fully formed established hero so he's been through all of the training he's been through all of the trauma we know we in the know know what he's been through but it still plays on his mind and I think the fact that it's only shirt surfaced now just shows how deep down and compartmentalised and handled he has has it all set up and it's a real strength to him we get that finally showing through because this is a point of him being vulnerable he's not in a place he knows and he's not surrounded by his gear or Alfred on the other end of the line he needs to find himself again so that he can work his way out of the situation oh, I'm so glad you said that that's like the perfect segue because <laughs> even though Alfred's not at the other end of the line Alfred is Alfred mm. and some of the most brilliant Alfred we've ever seen is him working out where Bruce went, he checks the Batcave, he sees the Batmobile hasn't moved, the bed hasn't been slept in, he goes to the other garage, which is full of every car imaginable from every era, works out which car's taken, tracks it down, plants the bug on the villain's car when he does. It's just beautiful. One of my notes for that whole sequence was Alfred the detective. Yeah. And even then, he knew that Bruce was in some sort of trouble, mm. but he couldn't just say, oh, he's out of town and I'm not sure where. Oh, he's out on business. He'll be back Friday. Yes. Quite. <laughs> mm, so good. And even with the actual overall tone of the episode, because, like, this is one of the more real but heavy yeah. versions of modern abduction slavery I've seen ever on TV sweatbox absolutely so we need that lightness of Alfred badly piloting the Batwing and we need him as the source of hope especially to a younger viewer to be able to like oh don't worry we'll be able to find him he's on the other end of this GPS signal he's on the other end of this car he's a blip on the radar and I'm very badly piloting a somewhat sarky Batwing (laughs) it's a sarcastic back computer you're so right I mean while I love the modern interpretation of Alfred brought brought about initially by Michael Caine in Christopher Nolan's movies where he's former SAS and whatever else this Alfred definitely wasn't because that plane was taking him for a ride in every way shape or form Um, land here 
It's your funeral. <laughs> Again with Batman, we get Alfred as the sort of unclear grand sweeping history that led him to where he is now. Mm-hmm. We get uh, possible and uh, leads on him being in the SAS, him working for some sort of agency, him doing the royal, working actors as an actor of the Royal Shakespeare Company, him working as a butler in the in Buckingham Palace. So I feel like this Alfred is just like a little more British dandy, but yes. Buckingham Palace. But still very capable. It's still very capable. Yeah. But like, it's not gone. It's just like toned down a bit. This mm. They balanced these characters so well. And that's only because the people that made the show love, love these characters so clearly. And also as well, I see espionage training. I see detective training. I see acting training in, even in this version of Alfred. Maybe it's just that the Batwing is too much plain than even the SAS can handle. <laughs> Probably, yes. And depending on his age and when he was in the SAS, I don't think yeah. they work the same then as they would well, now. Looking at the episode, do you not think that there was times when he wasn't piloting that at no. all? He was riding it. That plane turned, it banked through the cliffs, through the narrow canyons by itself. Yep. So maybe mm. he is every bit the Alfred he is now, but um, older and <laughs> slightly less physical. But that was so fun. That's I loved fun. it. We were really treated this episode. It's yeah. not something, not a story I'd expect them to tell. No, no. And again, Alfred and Bruce, mm. every other character, brand new, specific to the story, but no less engaging because of it, because every character has a character. The villain is a nasty piece of work and the kind of person you just cannot help but hate or want to hate. But these two psychics, the two homeless guys, well, actually, no, the homeless um, shelter God. carer who got who got Kate, um, taken out, and just a, a guy who's unemployed and, and got picked up by the by the press gang. Um, but again, one's a little funny guy, one's a tough guy, but with a heart and a family. And you feel like you know these people. They're just they're characters are put so clearly forward that yeah. you feel for them. You see that they're just plucked out of their life suddenly with no real reason and you want them to get back to what they know and what they're meant to be doing as much as Batman does which is why we continue to root for him as well as we root for Batman trying to get back into himself as he finds his memories and we were talking about a moment ago the images in his little dreams of Mm. him remembering his family all those years ago back when he was much younger before they passed Um, we also get the disturbing yes. recollection of him laughing at himself and the Joker taking him for a ride which was a really yeah. kind Dark. of Stephen King level bad <laughs> dream sequence how did you find that? I-, I loved it because again it's part of his psyche telling him who he is mm. wake up Bruce this is serious these people need help and what's gonna frighten you out of a Stupid more than the face visage and, and maniacal laughter of the Joker. That I mean that that's gonna be a massive wake up call. But just that little appearance again, even though we've had two full episodes with him, does remind us that even though this isn't the full superhero episode, this is still Batman. And a side of Batman, like you said, we see far too rarely. It's a side that has him as a problem solver. He... I love that. 
we don't get it. We honestly yeah. really don't. We get in glimpses and it mostly being done through a computer as he talks about his own deep-seated darkness mm. and how he reconciles it. Those are the plots of the movies. Mm. I love those movies. I will watch them forever. Yeah, but absolutely. we don't get this. No. We don't get him in a locked room problem. Mm-hmm. It feels like that. It feels like one of those old detective stories locked room problems. But it also feels like a Western, this episode. I'm so glad you said that because even down to the score, we the talk music. about the music, how it's different for every episode, it's score for every episode. This felt like a big, bad, like Steve McQueen um, escape movie or, or a Western with yeah. the, the hero coming into town to save the day and save the oppressed. And even the music brought that out brilliantly it was because of the whole look I think that made it feel like a western it had the elements of like the great escape yeah but it had like the deep rushing like old timey harmonicas yeah in a weird uncertain desert that really doesn't work with Gotham ge- geographically I don't who care. cares <laughs> who cares <laughs> who cares um it's them being so confident in how well they know the characters and what kind of stories they want to tell that they can very clearly throw genre around and it's very brave but they know what they're doing but it's another aspect of Batman that he can be just about anything to anybody he can be um, the guy who rides in on the horse um, like he does in Dark Knight um, Returns the the, the graphic novel like he does here when he's just uh, another big guy who's been captured and the surprise twist at the end when he does reveal who he is to the to the friends he saves and I'm sure I'm hopeful that those two guys do get jobs at Wayne Tick Enterprises I'm, I'm almost certain he found something for them almost certainly it would be too easy for him to forget there has to be like little things honestly and they'd be doing very well for themselves absolutely I honestly wish the best for those two new friends that Bruce was able to make in his time. I'm sure they've landed on their feet somewhere down the line. Absolutely, and, and kudos to the actors that played him. Uh, Lauren Dreyfus as Salvo, um, Dorian Harewood. I wonder if he's selected to David Harewood, who plays Martian Manhunter and Supergirl. I have to re- um, research that, who plays uh, Riley and Dirt. Of course, George Murdoch as Boss Biggis. He's more, more like Boss Hog from the old uh, Dukes of Hazard, as far as I'm concerned. He's horrible. And um, again, brilliant writing. Sean Catherine Derrick co-wrote um, the POV episode last week as well. And this week she's teaming up with Jules Dennis and Richard Mueller. And the episode is directed by Boyd Kirkland, who again, along with uh, Kevin Altieri, is one of the top directors for this series. And I mentioned to Adam while we were watching that with the Batman Adventures comic book which went with this series there was one episode where there was a, some escaped crooks um, and one of them was called Kirk Boydland after after Boyd Kirkland and there was several other tips of the hat to the series as well so Kirk Boydland, Boyd Kirkland we salute you thank you sir for a unique and interesting story we have a lot to think about what were your, some of your Hot takes and interesting tidbits, likes and dislikes. No dislikes. And again, I thought that this was a very out of left field episode. It didn't feel like your standard superhero fare. But again, I think that's part of the reason this show 
stands out. It's not doing the same old, same old. It's looking at every aspect of Batman. Like I said, we see the problem solver. We see the hero. We see the man who lost his family trying to help everyone else who's still got one who's been taken away from theirs. And Alfred is bumbling but brilliant best. It's just an episode of highlights for me. I really enjoyed it. I think it's a very brave other world other world in the sense of like superhero yeah. genre it's a unique story and even though it's part of this show we see Batman once yeah. and that's the real testament of it and we see it him in his element in caves with the bats taking out someone who truly deserved it and freeing some people it's a unique and bold story and one that I'm glad that will not be forgotten. Oh, very good. Mm -hmm. I like that. Very good. It did feel like, obviously I'm a lot older than you, some of the shows when I grew up where the hero, due to budget, due to whatever constraints, would only appear in the final act. And it was quite a bit of a cop-out growing up. But this has done so well because even when he's not in the Batsuit, he is so completely Batman that it again shows what great storytelling can be, how greatly written and directed an animated series can be. And I think we can't ask for much better. Oh. With 25 years on, it's still yeah. one of the greatest animated pieces out there, as a canon and in this one episode. Absolutely. So, that was our take on The Forgotten. Please, everybody, do keep letting us know your thoughts about the episodes we've reviewed, things you agree with and, and things you don't you don't agree with. Um, we want to hear every side of the story. We want to uh, ask any questions that you have and uh, answer any things that you didn't quite get or need more clarification on or that you just want to chat about. So catch us online. DC Comics News and Dark Knight News are all over the internet and all over social media on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr and YouTube at DC Comics News at DKNews.com. This has been I Am The Night podcast and along with the DC Comics News podcast and the Spinner Rack available on Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify and of course Apple Podcasts too and wherever you find podcasts. So um, that's been Steve, he's been Adam. He is the night, we are the night, and this has been the I Am The Night podcast. And everyone needs to watch more Batman, but they also need to... Read more comics. You certainly do. Adam, until next week. Until next week. Thank you for listening. We'll see you very soon.